So they put me in. I had the ball on the two-yard line going out. So we had 98 yards to go, and it's loud as hell, and that turf was awful. And I remember getting in the huddle, and I looked around at the guys, and I was like, let's take this motherfucker 98 yards. Welcome to Sugar Snakes Takes with Jake Plummer, Rashad Evans, and Mike Slavin. I'm your host, Del Jolly. We're all part of Umbo, a functional mushroom company, and we've decided to come together to share meaningful stories to get you thinking, stories about sports, the future of athletic performance, and pretty much whatever we want to talk about. So, welcome, everybody. How's how's everyone doing today? Doing well. I'm great. Great. Good. Pretty good. Really great. Still in need of a poster, and I wanted to. I dug something up. Uh, we had the at the end we do you know, community Q and A, and like a couple years ago, my mom was going through like my old like projects from school, and there's this "What will I be doing in 20 years?" thing that I did when I was like 10 years old, and this oh. is me uh, in a. I did Tang Sudo <laughs> when I was a kid, so I wanted to be a martial arts instructor, um, you know, and it didn't work out that way, but. Um, but I'm, you know, sitting here with a UFC champion, so you know, didn't go too wrong. Listen, my, yeah. you know what's crazy about that? I took Tang Sudo. That was a martial art that that I studied growing up. Tang Sudo. Wow. What, yeah. What is that? How how do what is that like karate it's or what is that? martial art? It's similar to like mostly I hear Taekwondo. It's actually pretty rare that I hear people even know what Tang Sudo is. So yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah, that's you should have shared that on the the last episode. What does Mike want to be when he grows up? Yeah, I didn't think to. Uh, <laughs> here mom's, we are. Mom's got your back. Yeah, <laughs> you should put that poster in the back so you have a little something to look at. In there. <laughs> right there, we go. there we go. Yeah, so add a little little flavor to the. Yeah, there we go. yeah. <laughs> Got to color that in. That's awesome. Right on. Well, uh, you know, last episode we were talking about the things you wouldn't eat 20 years ago. And uh, so the theme for our second episode is going to be things you had to do to prove yourself. So what are some things that you had to do uh, to prove yourself? You know, Jake and Rashad, obviously at the level of athleticism that you guys achieved, uh, there had to be some things that you had to do coming up to kind of know like, hey, I'm finally proving myself. I'm 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 gonna do some of these things to to become as high level as you guys were. Yeah, I'll, what do you guys got? I'll go first. Um, well, I mean, when I first started off in mixed martial arts, there really wasn't any sanctioning body except for in Las Vegas, where the UFC at was at. So in every other state, you'll fight on reservation or you'll fight at these things called smokers. And uh, sometimes the smokers were on reservations, but the smokers were pretty much these events that are held in bingo halls they can be in a cage or they can be in a ring most of the time they're in a ring because back then they weren't really too hip on the cage uh aspect of it but it's called the smoker because everybody smokes in the whole place it's like a, literally like a bingo hall there's like a huge cloud of smoke over top of you as you fight and you know they're smoking cigars they're smoking cigarettes but that i mean that's what i had to go to and then plus it was like um <laughs> look at me smoking yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was crazy because like you're in the fight and then like 
you know, as soon as you start exerting yourself and start breathing heavy, you're breathing in like, you know, 10 packs of cigarettes and you, and you, you can't breathe, but you find a way to get through the fights. But that's how I did my first two fights. Um, and, and the first thing, you know, I was also in tournaments. You know, I wasn't in, I wasn't in like, I, I sent up to do one fight, but it turned out to be that I had to fight two or three guys in one night because I jumped into a tournament. So uh, it was smokers and fighting two or three guys in one night in tournaments for me when I first started to prove myself. <laughs> how, how much would you make if you if you won the a smoker tournament? Oh, what man, kind of it, it all depends, but it would range between five five hundred dollars and uh, and a thousand dollars. But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, Ooh. I would get I got like seven hundred bucks and I was pretty happy and content with that. I mean, listen, it wouldn't cover any medical bills I had if I had something like <laughs> So I had to make sure I didn't get cut. Did, yeah. did you notice it impacted your cardio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it did. It did. I would try to get those fights over as fast as possible because I knew if it went to, like, third round, I was going to be cooked. From all the smoke? Oh, yeah. From all the second smoke? Oh, that's gnarly. That, that like, uh, reminds me of, what is it, Lynn Dawson, Super Bowl one, sitting on that chair having a cigarette? <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, yeah. They, they had the – there was a lot of guys who used to smoke at halftime in the NFL for, for many years, even up till like, even into the 80s, early 90s. You know, it's like they didn't have any idea that it was bad for them. They weren't being told it was. <laughs> yeah. I think there's also an image of John Madden smoking a cigarette while he's coaching yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, That's gnarly. Jake, how about you? You got any any – Times that you thought, oh man, I have to prove my. Yeah, there you go. Oh, number oh, sixteen too. There he is. Yeah, yeah a, he's straight in the halftime having a cigarette. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like a beer bottle there too, but it's <laughs> a water bottle actually. Uh, back in the day, back in the day, they were different, man. They were definitely different back then. Um, I don't know. There were many times I had to prove myself uh, being kind of an undersized, younger, uh, skinny kid when I was younger. Uh, I never really got the chance to be the leader. Uh, a lot of times, like one instance up here in Coeur d'Alene down at City Beach, we play a lot of basketball. And I was only like 12, 13 years old, probably a cool six, close to six foot, maybe 115, 120 pounds. I was not much to talk about or look at, but I was athletic. And so my, I try to play hoops and no one would ever pick me up until my brothers would get off work. Then they'd come down and I'd get on their team. And one day I've been looked over many times. And I was pissed off. And I remember just raining down threes the whole game. I rained like four or five threes. I was even out of bounds one time just shooting and raining it because I finally got my chance to get on the court. And then from then on, when I'd go down to play hoops and put my, you know, hey, I'm looking for a game, guys would pick me up because they're like, oh, this kid can shoot. But I had to get that one chance. And once I did it, that was my proving ground. Um, another time I had to prove myself was at the Stanford quarterback receiver camp coming out of Boise, Idaho. Very few kids came out of Idaho with that, with the levels I had, the ability to possibly go D1. So I go into this camp with all these blue chip California super prep, all these badass QBs, and I held my own. My arm was as strong. I set the foot speed drill uh, that still stands for the camp, and that was a chance for me to prove myself in front of none other than Bill Walsh. So that was really huge because Bill Walsh, his eye caught me then as a junior going into my senior year. And once that hit, then bam, all the word was out. There's a kid out of Boise that should be looked at. And I got a lot of letters from uh, colleges all the way across the country. 
But really when it got to the, the time I got to really prove myself was uh, my rookie year with the Cardinals. Our starter went down before we went to play Philly out in Veterans Stadium. And in Veterans Stadium, it was loud and it was nasty. Those fans get after it. I was a backup, a starter at the time. Stony Case didn't have a great first half. The coaches were like, hey, let's do this. Let's put the kid in at halftime. It's, it's hit. Let's let him roll. So they put me in. I had the ball on the two-yard line going out. So we had 98 yards to go, and it's loud as hell, and that turf was awful. And I remember getting in the huddle, and I looked around at the guys, and I was like, let's take this motherfucker 98 yards right now. And I looked around. They all perked up, and, and Larry Sinners was looking at me like this. And I said, what's wrong? You got something in your eye? What's up? And he's like, I had a tiger, baby. I had a tiger. <laughs> so we took it 98 and scored, and that was really my, my moment to, to prove myself to that team. I said, let's take a 98. We went and took a 98. From then on, the guys believed. And uh, that was really a, a huge proving ground for me. It was that stadium in 97 when, when we, we lost the game. But, but that drive there was, was really something to stamp myself. Did you have a Philly cheesesteak either before the game to fuel up or after the game to celebrate? That Saturday night, man, two with. We'd go to Pat's. We'd have two with. Uh, every time I played in Philly, that's where I'd go eat. So that must have been what it was. I had some good comebacks in Philly, some come-from-behind victories, and they always wonder, what the hell is it? You, what, what is it about Philly? And I always told them it was the Pat's cheesesteak sandwich. Speaking of something that I still would love to eat but maybe wouldn't eat, eat today or, or would maybe only eat uh, if I really, really badly wanted it. So those were our Saturday night pregame meals, man. Philly <laughs> uh, cheesesteak. No, that, that, but that sounds oh. good. That sounds like, you know, some small hole in the wall, Philly cheesesteak. Pat's, is that place still around? Oh, yeah, it's famous, man. It's one of the famous Philly cheesesteak spots in, in, in Philly. All right, we'll have to tag them in this uh, this little yeah. Sugar Snakes takes. Yeah, and- the thing, the thing yeah. was, Aaron Graham, my center, he went there the year before, and they just chewed him up because he got in line, and it was his turn to order. And he said, um, yeah, I'll have. And they're like, come on, what you want? He was there, you know, <laughs> Philly, they're impatient. And like, what do you want? Let's go. And so he was, he was telling us, when you get up, just if you want it with cheese, you got to say, two wit. I'll take two wit, two wit. That's all you have to say. <laughs> and then they make you two with cheese. So we were practicing in line, like, yeah, trying to act like we were from back east. <laughs> you know, we're still so early in, in this, in this uh, you know, Sugar Snakes Takes. Maybe Pat would be interested in sponsoring us if we change the name to Sugar Snakes Steaks. You know? <laughs> no, man. I, we... the, the, the year after we, we pulled off, I had an interview. Where I said it must be the Pat's Cheese Steaks that I get the night before the game while I, while I have these the success of coming from behind in Philly. The next year I went there, man, they were like, yo, Snake, what's up, man? It's on the house tonight. And they were so hyped that I came back. So, <laughs> hey, reach out. You never know. Looking for sponsorship. mushroom cheese Oh, yeah. I bet they probably have a killer mushroom Philly cheesesteak nowadays. <laughs> Mike, you want to drop into? Oh, did I read your mind? Yeah, you got it's it. It's about time for... You know what that means, guys. Shiga Snake Showdown. Uh, Dell was our victor last week with the 200 points. With, with um, a huge assist from Rashad. No huge, no huge assist. assist. No more assist. Yeah. Now that, now that so, we kind of know the rules and the flow of things, I bet that ain't going to happen again. So I'm going to have to be on point today. You know, and, and this one is, is going to be a bit different. Um, so we're going to keep you guys on your toes a little bit. Um, I'm surprised that Jake got that uh, 
that Tito Ortiz one. That that was uh, shot in the dark. That was just, wasn't yeah, it? Well, no, no, no. It was in there somewhere. It came out. <laughs> and I knew it. I just knew the answer. I was told by the yeah. lines mate. The lines <laughs> guided, guided. Round two. Uh, so this this version of the game. Uh, there's two rounds, okay? And we're going to start with round one. You're each going to get three guesses, uh, but we're going to go in succession. So it'll be Dell. Um, actually, we started with Dell last time. So we're going to start with Jake this time, and then Rashad, and then Dell will go last. Yeah. Okay? This is uh, the, the question here. I believe it's there's five U.S. cities that we're looking into here. Um, who has the most big four championships? You know, uh, there's five U.S. cities that are going to be um, on this list. And so, Jake, you're first. You get to say one city. Uh, most big four championships. I'm going to go with, uh, it's kind of obvious, I guess, New York. New York. Boom. <laughs> Number one. Dang. Number one. That's right. With okay. New York. We get 53 points for okay. that. Okay. Rashad, you're next. Oh, the next uh, next one, I'll say um, I'll say Los Angeles, LA. Dang, LA. Boom, LA is fourth. Mm. Okay, Dell, what do you got? Dang, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna go with Miami. With. Dolphins, Heat. <laughs> the Dolphins know, never won the Super Bowl, bro. Huh. So they won 72. Um, didn't they win 19? Didn't they have an undefeated season in 19? Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm into jiu-jitsu. So he's out. Did Miami register? It doesn't no, register. It's my turn Whatever. It, it's hey, your turn now. Number two is yeah. Boston. The Bruins, the yeah, Celtics. Good... Yeah, dang it. There it is, number two. All right, Rashad. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say uh, Chicago. Ooh. Rashad is going for Chicago. Number three, nice, Rashad. For the remaining number oh, you're, five. You're, you're letting me back into this <laughs> match? <laughs> uh, dude. I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for that assist from Rashad or <laughs> Jake. Uh, I don't. Dallas. I don't know. San Diego, da Dallas is Dallas is a yeah, but they got the Cowboys. I'm gonna go with Dallas. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Rashad's lead. Come on, Rashad. No Dallas. Oh. No. Look at Jake. He knew. he knew. All right, we'll roll through one more time on this to see if you guys can get oh. the last one. So Jake. That's tough. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know. Let me throw out Buffalo. Rashad would have called Buffalo if that was even an option. I don't know. I can't think of it. I don't know much about that, but I know. Yeah. That ain't it. What's well, number um, five? Who's who's got it? Number five. Rashad gets the more. Uh, um. Let me say uh, Pittsburgh. 
Ooh. It's not Pittsburgh. Oh, oh man. Adele, you get one last shot. Shot. Oh, this will be your third I, turn. I think I know. I she went last. I'm just trying to think who's who's had. A we just talked about dynasty. A sandwich from there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what we love. Yeah, man. yeah. Philly, Philly all day. It's not what? Philly, unfortunately. Yeah. Wow. St. Louis. That ain't St. Louis. It's Detroit. 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 What? Man, I should've... I should have chose. I should have went with Detroit. This will help you out, Dell. I know you struggled on the last one, so Ooh. most UFC finishes. Oh gosh, finishes. We're starting with Jake. We're keeping the order as it was, and then in our next episode, Rashad will go yeah. first in the showdown. <laughs> but um, so Jake. Who do you have? This finishes include submissions and KOs and TKOs. I guess I have to say, uh, what's that dude? Gregor McConnor. Gregor <laughs> McConnor. <laughs> Gregor McConnor is not on the list. Not even Conor McGregor? <laughs> not even Conor McGregor. Oh, no. dang. Okay. Mm. Wow. Shot. Oh, man. Who do it's you... gonna be a real shame if I miss this one, huh? <laughs> it's gonna be a real shame. Ah <laughs> oh, man, you know, um, Charles Oliveira. Shad says Charles Oliveira, who has a match this upcoming weekend with Benil Dariush. Is he in the most UFC finishes? He's number one. Number one? Oh dang, Rashad! Yeah. What'd you expect? Well, I don't, I don't know because yeah. he's been around forever, that's for sure. But uh, just seems only recently he's been kind of on this killer streak. But he was on a huge streak and then a little lull. So yeah. that's, I guess you expect nothing less from what is, the one and only Sugar Rashad Evans. What what does finishes mean? Like they finished the whole match it's, or what? Oh, no, it means no, they knock him out or they submit him. Yeah, Dell, you're up next. Hmm. Okay, Who you got. I, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. He's just been around way too long not to be way up there. Dell says Donald Cowboy Cerrone, number three. Okay. What about right. what about uh, we'll go with Tito again? He got me. He got me a good answer <laughs> last time. <laughs> no Tito Ortiz. No. Dang. No, no, <laughs> no. Back to Rashad. Uh, Jim Miller. He just won Jim last Miller. week, didn't he? Yeah. He just won last week. Number two. Man. Wow. Dang, dude. All right. I'm going to go with uh, the spider, Anderson Silva. He's got to be on there. There he is. Okay. <laughs> Jake, who's it gonna be? I, I, even, I don't even know anyone to guess, man. I'm not, <laughs> I apologize, but I don't even have a. Give me someone. Rashad. Rashad. Sugar. Rashad Evans. Evans. Rashad Evans. There's John Jones. Yeah, John Jones. There oh. you go, John Bones Jones. Oh, that's what. That's what. I was thinking of that one. I was. 
Not John Jones. No, I'm over three. All right. Go ahead and finish it oh, out, wow. guys. Uh, how about um, Vitor Belfer? No, Vitor. Oh, man. Hmm. I'm going to just go with the with the uh, tenured folks again, and I'm going to go with Diego Sanchez. No, Diego Sanchez. Damn. And that was each of your, your third guesses. So um, that will put, you know, this, I think the, the only appropriate way to score it, since there's a discrepancy between, you know, the amount of finishes and the amount of championships is to call this one a tie between Rashad and Jake, because they both got the first and second answer. Um, Jake, and Jake. Jake didn't pick well, did, anybody. He well, actually, Rash- Rashad did get some correct to the last yeah. one, and Rashad didn't get any correct this time. So actually, now that you say that, Rashad has to be the victor. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> congratulations, Rashad. Congrats. Was, was Andre Lowski Congrats. the fourth one? Uh, he wasn't. Yeah, who's four and six? Oh, man. So uh, the immortal... Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Oh, yeah. And tied for uh, tied with Anderson Silva. The diamond. Dustin, Dustin Poirier. Poirier. Oh, wow. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Huh. Dang. You know, Jim so, Miller, good friend. Um, that concludes our second Sugar Showdown. Sugar taking the W. Um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, now we've got this this final part here where we do some Q&A uh, with the community so uh, we're giving away free bars, tinctures, capsules and stuff like that uh, if we pick your question um, so if you have a question yeah one of those dairy free umbo bars there, Dell's got some Jake's got, got some um, and, and so DM us your questions at get umbo on Instagram. And if we pick your question, we're going to reach out to send you some goodies. And so here's the question this week. And this is from Will Y. Gibbard. Would you rather know when or how you die and why? Oh, and since Rashad had the W, we're going to give him the microphone to answer this question first. I would, uh, oh man, I would rather know why, because if I know why, then maybe I can do stuff to help prevent it, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, when I die, I die, I mean, but I, I think, I think knowing why would, would uh, be, be more beneficial. So the why is asking why you would want to know, but it's actually when or how. Oh, oh okay. So the, the manner of death or the oh, time. We of all death. die. Why we die? Why are you gonna die? Yeah, why? We all die. I felt like for a cause. Okay, so how or how or why? When or how? Um, when or when? I would rather know hmm. when I would die. I'd rather know when, just so I know how much time I have and. And really uh, appreciate each moment, you know. I think if I knew how, I think it, it would just scare the hell out of me. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's – I think I'm going with you, Rashad. I think if you knew how, you'd probably avoid a lot of certain certain scenarios of things. Like you would maybe not ever go swimming again or something like that. And right. Swimming's so fun. But knowing when would give you a lot of uh, knowledge to approach how you may live every single moment and wake up every day if you knew when because you'd only know how much longer you had. That'd be a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, man, that's that's a great question. That's that's tough. I've been thinking about death a lot lately and like natural burial. Jake, we were talking about this, Rashad. This does remind me of that one time, Rashad, I asked you something. We were in Rhode Island or something, and I asked you a question. I, I don't know if you even remember this, but it was hands down like the coldest, smoothest answer I've ever gotten to anything. I asked you if you were afraid of death, and you're like, no you know what? I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm like, dang, it would be so cold. I, I loved it so much, but yeah, I mean, you'd have to go with wind because how would just bring so much anxiety, yeah. you know, like if it's like, Oh, car wreck, you never drive yeah. anywhere. Ever, <laughs> right. You know, right. It's when, when is probably the only, the only solution there, but that's a killer question. Yeah. It's a deep, yeah, thank you, deep Will. question. You'll get deep. Some... Will's going to get those free Umbo bars sent to him. Right on. Thanks, guys. Yeah, let's get him some stuff. But great episode once again. Nice and short and sweet. Some good, some good tidbits here for the community. Looking forward to more questions. Looking forward to growing this stuff. But the Sugar Snakes takes episode number two in the books. Thank you guys All so right, much. Appreciate fellas. it. Peace, love, and mushrooms. Thanks, Dal. Good to see you guys. Good to see you too. See ya.